0: Listener supported, WNYC Studios.
1: Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. This is all of it. I'm Allison Stewart. And as we close out this year, one filled with difficulty and hard choices, we do so with music from a woman who took her pain and trauma and channeled it into her art. Alison Russell delivered one of the most poignant and powerful records of the year with her debut solo work, Outside Child. Rolling Stone named it the second best country album of the year. John Pirellis of the New York Times named it the second best album of the year, period. And Variety named it the number one record of the year. She earned three Grammy nominations, a Polaris nomination, Americana, a Music Award nominations, and so on. And she was completely shocked when President Obama included it on his annual list of favorite music. All the accolades are for a record that revisits some dark moments from Allison Russell's life. Variety described it this way. Russell's solo debut reaches back into the details of an unspeakably abusive upbringing for an almost indescribably rewarding album. Born to a Scottish-Canadian teen mom and a Grenadian student who returned home not knowing of the pregnancy, Allison was put in foster care for a while until her mother remarried a white man who would go on to abuse Allison. As Allison describes it, she was raised by violent white supremacists. At 15, she felt safer outside the home than inside, so she ran away but continued to attend her local arts high school in Montreal. In the years that followed, she would sleep in parks and churches around the city or in the homes of friends and lovers until when at 18, she became a social worker and moved to Vancouver. But as Alison has said, Outside Child is not a story of trauma. To her, it's a story of transforming one's pain into art, music, community, and joy. Let's listen to a track called Night Flyer, a song about confronting her abuser and emerging strong. Here is my conversation with Allison Russell. Hi, Allison. Hello. It's so <laughs> nice to meet you. It is nice to meet you as well. When I was looking on the liner notes, I looked down, found your name, and it says Allison Russell, songwriting, writing, lead vocals, harmony vocals on Montreal and Nightflyer, clarinet, and banjo. <laughs> Yes. So of all those skills, which one came naturally? And then which one did you have to work on a little bit?
2: Well, I think singing is something I've always done, but I'm also always working on, if that makes sense. So I think that was the first thing. And writing is something I've always done, but also something I always have to work on and hopefully will continue to get um, clearer in, in being able to delineate my vision through writing you know Mm -hmm. um as i and hopefully i'll never be done growing with that and getting better with that i hope to never be done Mm. um clarinet is my absolute as an instrument you know if it was like you're at a party and you're gonna jam it would be the clarinet for me and i love it and i'm constantly learning and i am self-taught with everything Mm. and when i say self-taught i mean i followed my ears of course we're all Taught by what we hear, what we listen to, you know, the artists and and singers that we admire. Um, but I've been, I've not gone to school for music mm-hmm. per se. I'm a, I'm a, a sort of illiterate musician, I suppose, is what I would, how I would describe it. Um, I'm working on that. I'm trying to learn how to read and transcribe music so that. I can describe things more accurately rather than saying, can we make this a bit more purple (laughs) (laughs) to people that I'm playing with who are educated musicians. So um, I am learning all the time. And banjo, I guess, is the most recent Mm -hmm. instrument for me. I picked that up, I guess, about when would it have been, maybe 2007 is when I started really getting into using the banjo as a writing tool primarily, you know, and I would never claim to be a banjoist, you know, the way that someone like Rhiannon Giddens or Kaya Cater or Abigail Washburn, you know, is a banjoist, like serious, serious banjoist. I am much more of a songwriter who uses the banjo as a medium to write songs.
1: So you lived in Montreal the first 18 years of your life. You have a song dedicated to the city So, you know, you've gone through so much in Montreal. I'm curious what the city means to you now. It will always be my hometown
2: and such a deep part of my development as a human and my awareness of the world. I mean, it kind of can't be overstated. And I've come to understand that more as I've traveled internationally and recognize with each passing year how very special Montreal is. And you know, similar to New Orleans, I think in a way of a real melting pot of cultures, of indigenous, you know, foundational influence of African diaspora foundational influence, of course, European diaspora influence, um, and just this incredible mel- melting pot, and also a deep appreciation for art. Like art is a foundational part of that city. Music is a foundational part of that city. I grew up with the Montreal International Jazz Fest. Where, you know, I got to hear Salif Keita and Umu Sangare and Oscar Peterson playing for free in the park, you know. And it just kind of can't be overstated. We have a huge and beautiful Carabana festival and celebration of Caribbean culture there. There's a huge Haitian influence in the city that that has enriched everything.
1: Um,
2: it's it's just a really special place. We have a lot of, during Jazz Fest, a lot of the streets become pedestrian only, and it's just, you know, art and music for miles. And there are pedestrian only streets year round, like Prince Arthur, um, and just people busking, artisans, vendors, tam-tam jam every Sunday on the mountain, (laughs) just music constantly. You know, I remember my first ever So I actually moved in with some other I got a horrible telemarketing job when I was about 16 and was able to pay my hundred and fifty dollar rent per month and live with four other women, young women who were going to my same uh, kind of alternative school called Mind, moving in new directions. And we got this little apartment on Dubillon Street, which was in the plateau mile end area, Quartier of Montreal. And right down the street from us was this one of my favorite singers and writers of all time who sadly passed away too soon from breast cancer. But her name was Lassa De Sela and she lived a few blocks down and we would hear her on her balcony wow. writing songs and playing songs. I mean, we were just surrounded, surrounded by art. Leonard Cohen's daughter lived down the road. I mean, it was just, there was art all over that city and I feel so grateful for that and it's part of my DNA it's part of my understanding of the world or even how to translate trauma into art comes from growing up in that city
1: let's listen to the track Montreal from Alison Russell's album Outside Child
3: I was a child Montreal You would not let me Come to high. Just so few of them, of them The jackal came and spring took me When I was still so young, so young The mind of a child has oceans wide And a thousand millenniums And the city was my sky and stars If in that their life in
1: That's Montreal from Alison Russell's album, Outside Child. Alison's my guest this hour. When do you decide whether you're going to speak, sing, in French or English? Oh,
2: that's a really good question. And I don't know that it's very conscious. It's like part, it's sort of like memory, you know, what comes through. So my... I was in foster care for about four years, very formative years, from kind of one till five, or just before my fifth birthday, and my foster family are were French Canadian, and so my my biological mother and biological father are anglophone, are English speakers, but my foster family were francophone, French speakers, and so I grew up really in the early days being totally bilingual, speaking both languages and I would dream in French and that actually still sometimes happens. And I've tried very, very hard not to lose my French completely. And I, as, as you mentioned, I left Montreal at just before my 18th birthday and I moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, which is where I really started um, working on both music and, and mental health care work. And um, I, You know, there was very, very, very few French speakers at that time in Mm. Vancouver. And so I've tried to keep it alive by reading in French, listening to music in French, watching films in French, writing in French. And I think with Outside Child, it was a real kind of delving deep into memory. And parts came out in English and parts came out in French. It kind of wasn't uh, by design as much as that's, that's just how... As I was excavating my history, that's that's how the words arrived.
1: Excavating is such a good word because now all of this, your personal history, your emotions, how you've worked through them, how you've used music to heal yourself, it's all up and out there for six months, the past six months, yeah. for people to listen to, to react to, to engage with. What's that experience been like?
2: You know, it's been actually it's interesting it's been in some ways difficult it's it's not yeah, the easiest yeah. thing to continue to have to talk about childhood trauma but it's also very healing in a sense because i'm really committed to being loud about uncomfortable things at this point i'm a mother um, my daughter is seven and three quarters as she would tell you I'd <laughs> and it is really important to me to be part of breaking these endless cycles of intergenerational trauma, abuse, and bigotry, and we don't break them without getting uncomfortable and talking about everything and singing about everything, and forming coalitions of the loving and the willing. Um, and it's it's it, it it is just it is we are we have inherited what we have inherited, and we all have to deal with trauma. None of us is getting out of out of this life without dealing with it in some way, shape, or form, and. I also believe that is the cradle of empathy, you know, of being able to celebrate our glorious differences and still see one another, still see ourselves in another's crisis,
1: you know. My guess is Allison Russell. The name of her album is Outside Child. So we just talked to Yola before for the first half of the show. And I know you two used to be roommates, they'll be on tour together. So I asked her what I should ask you. And here's what she said. Um, I
0: suppose the best thing to um, that I would think of to ask Alison about will just be about her process. Like, so I know, like, (laughs) Uh like Alison really likes to write songs like super late (laughs) or poetry super late, Um, and to the point where, like, sometimes. (laughs) You don't know whether it's that she's woken up early or gone to bed really, <laughs> really late. And so like it's 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 like some kind of like when she's in it, it's like, okay, sleep's not happening. She's gonna be like wandering around the house like a race, <laughs> <laughs> dowsing for ideas. And so get into her process and like where her writing comfort is. She's just moved house as well. And so, as I have. And so I'm like, I wonder where, because it used to be the bathroom and I wonder where like her spot is now, you know, in this brand new place. (laughs) She told all your
1: stories in the bathroom (laughs) about your process.
3: I love it. It's so
2: true. I am such a night owl and partially I always was, but now that I'm a mother, the time, the undisturbed time uh, to to indulge in intensive Mm -hmm. writing is when my daughter's asleep. And so I do my my most creative hours are probably between midnight and 4 30 or 5 <laughs> in the morning, as Yola has outed. And I still bathrooms are big for me. And I and I know why. I have I have understood why as I'm in the process of of sort of writing a memoir that has come from the 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 personal history excavations of Outside Child. It, the, there was just a lot more that I had to kind of
3: mm-hmm.
2: write down. Um, and I'm working with a wonderful literary agent, Meg Thompson now, who's just been so encouraging and helping me through the process of a book proposal. And anyway, that's another story. But I've been writing a lot. And The Bathroom, I finally understood why it's so important to me. And it's because it was the only room growing up in my house, where I could lock the door, um, and not be not be violated, you know, and so it yeah, is. It, yeah. That is a hard habit to break, I guess, and I still will write in a bathroom. I now we where I am right now is this. I have the luxury in our new home that are that so many people came together to help us be in this home. I Julie Sola and Sergio Webb, who were artists that lived here for twenty seven years, and and ex- sort of reclaimed this house. Um, they helped us be here. And, I, and so, anyway, so grateful. But we have the luxury of an office space now, which is where I'm Zooming to you from. <laughs> is this office space in our new home, or old home, I should say, from the 1890s in East Nashville. And um, I do write here as well sometimes now. I, I've started to feel... I guess, really safe in this space as well. But I still, it's true if there's something I'm really trying to sort of gestate and excavate and get at, I I will go. And we have the luxury of two bathrooms now, so it's okay
1: (laughs) if I walk myself into
2: one, the family
1: still has a bathroom to use. Hey, wherever you feel safe and feel yeah. creative, that's where you need to be to write. I the, agree. the name of the album is Outside Child. I've been speaking with Allison Russell. Allison, you've been so kind enough to give us a performance to listen to, featuring Sister Strings. We're going to go out on Hi Brazil from Outside Child. Thank you for being with us. I hope you'll come back when you come back through New York. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on the show
2: and give my love to Yola.
1: <laughs> this is Allison Russell.
2: Hi Brazil.
3: In the blue, come a child shimmering still. Dame Coluna, low lady of the hills, cup of cold sun and a winter pill. Send me back on. Twenty-one petals of Daffodils Thirteenth note of the black cat trail I'll fly home today And my great-grandmother was a magic weaver Came across the water and cut the fever Wondered if her mother could hear her When she sang the way she learned to in the blue Comanche, I'll shimmer and still, Dame Colonel, Old Lady of the Hills, Peppercorn Sun and Winter bear. send me back on my way. Seven black rabbits of Abrasim, twenty-one petals of daffodils, thirteen Lord of the Black Elk, I'm my own. My brittle body was caught in a snare But so learned how to travel where The eyes of the rabbits were gleaming there On the island. of Iberset, Seven years we drown, seven years we rise Said the black rabbit with the ancient eyes you be free, oh lure a lie You cannot match your will Chains, the lunar lord lady of this purple gold a little winter there. Send me back on my way Seven black rabbits of Harrison Twenty-one petals of and Thirteen Thirteen note of the black air trail i am fly home today Though I drowned for ten years I'm still rising Stronger for my pain and soap. My body was broken, my heart's reborn. I'm three earth in the sky. In the blue, can manage shimmer and sun. In good old lady of the Cup of coke, soda, deep no
1: That was my conversation with Alison Russell about her debut album, Outside Child. Russell has said of her work and the impact she hopes it has, quote, There are so many people still trapped in those cycles of intergenerational trauma, abuse, bigotry, and violence who need to see and hear and know that it can and does get better. If I can survive and thrive, so can you. And that is where we'll leave all of it for 2021. This year, all of it was produced by Andrea Duncan Mao. Jordan Loff, Simon Close, Zach Goderer-Cohen, Malik Anderson, Luke Green, and Maria Malia Agadello, as well as former team members Catherine Millsop, Ursula Summer, Blake Nishik, and Nina Bisbano, Our interns this year were Chapin Montague, Julia Wachtel, and Jaden Saperstein. Megan Ryan is the head of live radio. Our engineers for 2021 were Juliana Fonda, Jason Isaacs, Milton Ruiz, Leora Noam Kravitz, and Matt Mirando. Luscious Jackson does our music. I'm Allison Stewart. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you, and I will meet you back here in 2022.